Welcome to the International Trade Minute, quick-fire trade news, where time is trade. We are your go-to podcast for rapid and concise updates on trade and law, designed specifically for busy trade professionals. Sponsored by Rydal Law Firm and prepared by seasoned trade attorneys, our twice-weekly podcast packages your essential trade updates, all in the time it takes to enjoy your coffee break. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and join the conversation with a network of like-minded professionals on LinkedIn, where time is trade, make every minute count. For our first news, we're diving into a significant policy change from U.S. Customs and Border Protection, CBP that's stirring up the logistics world. Let's break it down. The U.S. Customs and Border Protection, CBP, is tightening its grip on de minimis shipments. Effective February 15th, the CBP is changing its filing requirements for Type 86 entries. Previously, the deadline for filing Type 86 entries was 15 days after a shipment's arrival, mirroring the timeline for formal entries. But in a move that's stirring up the logistics sector, this deadline is now shifting to upon or prior to arrival of the shipment. Why this sudden change? The CBP wants to enhance its targeting processes for these low-value shipments. With the volume of small packages skyrocketing, the CBP is facing a real challenge in screening for potential risks. Amy Magnus from Enderinger explains, CBP needs this data in advance to identify suspicious packages quickly. The aim is to stay ahead of the massive volume of shipments and potential smuggling attempts, but there's more to it. The CBP has also highlighted issues like incorrect manifesting, misclassification, and undervaluation in these shipments. By requiring data in advance, the CBP aims to tackle these enforcement challenges more effectively. It's not just about faster filing. The CBP is also expanding its authority. If they deem necessary, Type 86 entries might need to be refiled as formal entries adhering to all the normal deadlines and bond requirements. And there's a stern warning, too. Any delay in filing the required entry summary could lead to significant penalties. We're talking about demands for liquidated damages equal to the entire amount of the bond for a single entry or an equivalent amount for a continuous bond. So what does this mean for importers and brokers? It's a call to action. The need for accuracy and timeliness in filing has never been more crucial. The CBP is clearly signaling a more stringent approach to shipment screening, and the industry must adapt swiftly. This is a developing story and we'll keep you updated as more information comes in. For now, it's clear the world of international trade just got a little more demanding. In this next news, we're discussing a significant development in the fight against forced labor in the seafood industry. In an eye-opening session at the House Homeland Security Subcommittee, the U.S. government hinted at a major enforcement shift, adding seafood to the list of priority sectors under the Iger Forced Labor Prevention Act, UFLPA. Let's dive into what this means. At the forefront of this change is the U. S. Labor Department, part of the Forced Labor Enforcement Task Force. Deputy Undersecretary Thea Lee highlighted the competitive challenges faced by domestic shrimpers against shrimp processed with forced labor. This inclusion comes amid startling revelations from the Outlaw Ocean Project about forced labor and seafood processing, particularly involving North Korean and Iger laborers. Eric Choi of CBP's Trade Remedy Law Enforcement Directorate stressed the agency's commitment to enforcing laws against these violations. Meanwhile, Krista Brzozowski from Homeland Security acknowledged the challenges posed by the surge in e-commerce and the consequent increase in de minimis shipments. The focus on de minimis shipments is crucial. These shipments often slip under the radar due to limited data availability, making enforcement a tough nut to crack. With additional funding, CBP is looking to enhance the automated commercial environment ACE system to better tackle these challenges. 
The subcommittee expressed concerns about the slow pace of expanding the UFLPA entity list, which currently includes only 30 companies. With an active pipeline of recommendations, the task force is planning a strategic review to expand this list significantly. Interestingly, CBP's Eric Choi mentioned the agency's recent developments in isotopic testing of textiles to determine the origin of cotton, a critical aspect in enforcing the UFLPA. As we wrap up this story, it's clear that the addition of seafood to the UFLPA's priority list could be a game-changer in the global fight against forced labor. This move, combined with enhanced data collection and enforcement strategies, signifies a robust step forward in ensuring fair and ethical trade practices. Up next, we're delving into a story that's shaking up the tech world, China's breakthrough in the semiconductor industry, despite stringent U.S. embargoes. Our focus is Huawei's latest innovation, the Mate 60 Pro smartphone, a symbol of China's resilience against the technological blockades imposed by the Biden administration. It's an astonishing development. The Mate 60 Pro, powered by an advanced 7-nanometer processor, showcases China's significant strides in radio frequency chips, advanced system and package SIP modules, and RF filters. This progress is remarkable, considering the ongoing U. S embargoes on microchips aimed at curbing China's tech rise. Tech Insight's early September report highlights how Huawei's Mate 60 Pro is not just a product, but a bold statement in the ongoing tech war. It's a clear indication that China is rapidly closing the technological gap propelled paradoxically by the very sanctions meant to hinder its progress. The wider implications of this tech war are profound. Trade embargoes and sanctions often miss their target, causing unintended consequences. While they're designed to pressure governments or industries, it's usually the common people who suffer the most. These sanctions can limit access to essential resources, fuel economic instability, and impact everyday lives. This situation also underscores a critical aspect of international trade, the unintended stimulation of innovation and self-reliance. China's response to the embargoes developing its own chip-making capabilities exemplifies this. What was meant to be a shackle has turned into a catalyst for technological advancement. As the tech war intensifies, it's important to remember the real casualties are not just the tech giants or governments. It's the people, the consumers, the small businesses caught in the crossfire. This situation calls for a reevaluation of how we approach international trade policy. It's a moment to consider promoting cooperation over confrontation. Last but not the least, we're discussing a case that has sent ripples through the U.S. military and intelligence communities. The sentencing of a U.S. Navy petty officer for espionage. Navy petty officer Wenheng Zhao has been sentenced to 27 months in prison for sending military secrets to a Chinese intelligence officer. This incident highlights the ongoing challenges of espionage and national security in the age of global digital communication. The Department of Justice announced Zhao's sentence following his guilty plea to conspiring with a Chinese intelligence officer and receiving bribes. From August 2021 to May 2023, Zhao, stationed at Naval Base Ventura County in California, received over $14,000 in bribes. Zhao's actions involved shipping sensitive U.S. Navy information to China. This included plans for a significant maritime training exercise in the Pacific Theater, operational orders and crucial electrical diagrams and blueprints for a radar system in Okinawa, Japan. These leaks represent a severe breach of U.S. military operational security. Assistant Attorney General Matthew Olson emphasized the DOJ's commitment to combating efforts by the Chinese government to undermine U.S. security. This case is a stark reminder of the persistent threats posed by foreign intelligence operations against national security interests.
Zhao's case underscores the delicate balance between maintaining an open, globalized world and protecting national security interests. Espionage, especially in the digital age, poses complex challenges for governments trying to safeguard sensitive information. This incident also shines a light on the broader implications of international relations and trade. While global interconnectedness brings numerous benefits, it also creates vulnerabilities that can be exploited by foreign entities. As the world becomes increasingly interconnected, cases like Zhao's remind us of the continuous need for vigilance and the importance of robust security protocols in safeguarding national interests. Thank you for joining us on International Trade Minute, your rapid source of trade updates for busy trade professionals. And we hope to have you back for our next episode. Don't forget to subscribe.